Remix the Dead. I'm Remix the Dead. I cover music and life. Learn day and night and I grow. Over my family so they can thrive. Welcome to the Remix the Dead podcast. Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Can you hear me? Yeah. Testing, testing, one, two. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, man. Can you hear me? All right. Yep, yep. I think we're good. All right. Sound better, too? Yes. Oh. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get started. Hey guys, what's up? How you doing today? This is Ryan Greenwood. I am Remix the Dead, and I have a very special episode for you guys today. Um, I only met this guy a couple times. We actually met in a uh, little marketplace over in Louisville, um, and we just kind of hit it off ever since. And uh, we've only spoken a few times, but there's there's that kindred spirit there, which is which is pretty cool. And he's he just seems like an awesome dude and he asked a lot of great questions. So I invited him on to uh, interview me and kind of share my story a little bit more. So uh, I just want to introduce Mr. Jonathan Keller, man. How you doing today? Doing awesome. Thanks. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing pretty good. I just another beautiful day out here in Colorado and just trying to enjoy the family during the, the, or enjoy the time during this quarantine that 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 we're under. Absolutely. Hey, and thanks for having me on the show. I, I really appreciate it. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, have, having this opportunity here. Cool, cool, man. So, uh, yeah, if you want to tell the guests just a little bit about yourself real quick, and then we can get started with some of the questions you got for me, man. I'm, and I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit nervous. This is actually one of the first times I've actually been nervous, or really nervous, answering my own questions on my, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so my name's Jonathan Keller. Um, so I'm uh, originally from uh, Pueblo, Colorado, uh, spent some time growing up in, uh, in Albuquerque and then uh, lived in Chicago for a while before coming back to Colorado here. Um, so uh, currently married uh, just about seven years um, to just an absolutely amazing woman, uh, Rachel. And uh, we actually met when we were uh, about five, six years old. Uh, so that was uh, that kind of a fun story there. We'll get into it sometime. Um, but anyway, so so now I live in uh, just beautiful Superior, Colorado. Um, absolutely love it. Get to, to live right out here by a pond. And so every night, see the mountains, see the sunset behind it, right? Reflecting across the water, just, you know, that moment of serene and tranquility. Um, so other than that, uh, you know, my biggest focus in life is, uh, is, is leaving a legacy, um, is helping to develop leadership in, in other people around you. Uh, and honestly, right, you know, that was one of the things that, uh, that really attracted me to, to you and to your spirit is uh, that idea of living, you know, legacy. So I definitely want to get into that as, as uh, we get going through here this afternoon or this morning. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. I'm, I'm like SpongeBob, Bob, man. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, so, so one of the things that uh, has come up every time that we've talked is, uh, is music. 
So uh, I wanted to start off with a couple of lighter questions and then get into a little bit more. Um, but but since music is so important to you, tell me like who is your uh, a favorite artist or a favorite band who's had an impression on you? That man, there's there's countless ones, but uh, honestly. I'd have to say who'd, who's had the most impression on me would have to be Eminem um, just because he's come over, uh, overcome so much adversity and so many challenges and addiction and just being kind of an outcast in the field that he's in and just being creative. And I grew up with a stutter. So after, after kind of being insecure for so many years, and seeing a guy that looks like me go out and do a thing that I love listening to uh, ever since I was a little kid, I was like, oh my gosh. So I started writing, I started rapping because we had Vanilla Ice, but <laughs> I'll leave that alone. Uh, but, and then like another guy would, would have to be uh, like Kid Rock too. Um just because he just had that different sound, different style, and he just didn't care uh, what people thought. He just, he just went out and did his thing. So um, I'd have to say those two growing up. Uh, but as I'm getting older, I think it's guys like Royce the Five Nine, who's part of kind of the, the Detroit scene. And just his a lot of his philosophies, just a lot of his delivery, just his mindset when it comes to family, when it comes to music, when it comes to just representing yourself. He it's, it goes deeper than music with him, that connection and that influence. Awesome. So growing up, was there was there a song that you felt like? had uh, a really big impact or kind of helped you start on that road? I remember my dad playing a lot of like Leonard Skinner um, and like George Thorogood and Ozzy too. Um, but just like a single song, I'd have to probably say it just, just popped into mind. And it's funny because I actually listened to it yesterday. Uh, is I'll Fly Away. I don't know who the original writer of the song is, but you know the song, I'll Fly Away. Um, yeah. My grandma used to sing that song all the time, and that was one of her favorite songs. And so whenever I hear that song, no matter who's playing it, I got to like stop for a second, drop a little tear for my grandma or something, and just tear and smile, man. So... Yeah, yeah. So, so did you come from a, a, uh, a musical family? It sounds like your dad played a little bit, your mom, or your, 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 your grandma was at least uh, singing some? My grandma, I think my grandma, she was the, really the only one that, that did anything musically. Um, okay. My dad, he he was a mechanic, and but he loved playing music. My mom, she loved, she loved playing music. Uh, I, one of my earliest memories of my mom is her, she's vacuuming the living room and dancing to the Jackson fives, uh, ABC, ABC. Yeah. And we actually did that at my wedding, uh, during the, uh, wedding reception, the, the, mm -hmm. the mom and son dance. 
um, we, we played that and we, we did the, we did the vacuum dance. So, um, but yeah, my grandma, she was the, she was the biggest influence when it came to, uh, when it came to music and she was my, man, I'm going to start crying here in a minute. Uh, she was actually the one who like, she was my biggest fan. She inf- influenced and inspired and encouraged me to keep going, even though some of the stuff that I was doing, some of the lyrics I was doing, it was garbage. It was trash, but she was like, you know, and we, and we, we'd have conversations about some of the stuff I talk about or some of the music arrangements and stuff. And it was, it was just a great time. Um, so, and then I started my sister, she played a lot of music too. So I get a lot of, I get a lot of the hip hop, inspiration from her because she she's the first person to actually play it for me yeah so i gotta give i gotta give my sister a little bit of shout out on that one so uh so now you mentioned that uh that music helped you to overcome your stutter yep. so help me understand like how did that confidence come about you know where was that transition what did that look like for you Good question. Um, well, a couple points. It was there was one time in elementary school where I remember listening to. I was in elementary school listening to Eminem, uh, which I wouldn't even let my daughter listen to him right now. Um, I had the little tape too. I have to say that I had the I had the cassette tape, and I had and I and I hit it from my parents, but I, they, they knew I had it. Um, but after just reading a lot of poetry, listening, listening to the music, listening to the rhymes, I began to start writing, writing my own stuff down. And, um, <laughs> my wife's in here. Hi, backache. Hi. Um, I started writing stuff down and kind of slowing down the thought process. And then, Later on, and I think it was about seventh or eighth grade, uh, I linked up with my buddy Eric, and we started just freestyling, just rapping, and started recording stuff. And it just kind of built from there. And we had a group for all throughout high school, and just just never had that like stapled in confidence and I still don't, but I know how to bring it out when I need to bring it out when it comes yeah. to, when it comes to like the freestyle Fridays that I put, put up or when I, and I'm, or, or when I'm up on stage and when I'm up on stage, that's when I feel like I'm most alive. Um, yeah. But when I'm like in the studio working on stuff, I get in my own head and I can still hear that. I can still hear that little boy who stutters back in the day and even though everybody doesn't hear that, I can still hear it. So I have to definitely curb those thoughts, curb curb those feelings, and then you even put some good people around me too. Because before I put up a Freestyle Friday last week, I sent it to my friend in New York, and then I also showed my wife and my in-laws, and I'm just like, and I was nervous because I haven't released stuff like that in quite some time. So I'm still working on that confidence, but it's just 
my showmanship, I guess, has gotten better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so speaking about that, I, I think you know probably a lot of people listening to this um, are wanting to do something that they, they lack confidence in. So, so what has that confidence development looked like? Has, has it uh, gotten easier every time? Have there been ups and downs? Um, what have you done to to help that continue to come out? Well, I look I look more now. Uh, kind of at the fruits of the labor of because it's and what it's done in my life and then also what it's done in other people's lives who I've seen start up maybe they wanted to start a project a painting project or a podcast and then they and then they ask me for some help or some some guidance it's like okay you're asking me, I, I, I'm in the same boat that you're, or I'm in the same ocean that you're in, but just in a different boat, I can help guide you to that lighthouse over there. So you, you can be on your way. Um, so yeah, man, just, just looking at the fruits of the labor, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. Keep, keeping your eyes on the, the prize as opposed to uh, worrying about the current situation or the waves that are around that, that boat in this ocean. I think that's awesome. Well, then also not, not staying. What's that quote goes along the lines of like, you're as only good as your last championship or good as your last win. Remember, remember those wins, but also remember the losses learn from both and move forward. Because because yeah. if we stick if we stick with the win, oh yeah, I'm this this and this kind of the Al Bundy effect or the, the I was the I was the man in high school. No, and now you're like 45, dude. You you're not the man anymore. You, you <laughs> grow up and be a man. So and um, and then with the with the losses, it's like oh we we can we can play the victim and stay in there and kind of get shell shocked a little bit. No pun intended with the turtles behind me. But uh, uh, yeah, just we get, just celebrate those, learn from them, and move move forward. So yeah. no matter so, so. yeah, no, no matter if you uh, forget your your deodorant on a on a Zoom call or you got a hole in your sock, just be like, you know what, acknowledge it and move forward. So so I'm socks free. Does that still count? Is that is that good? I can still acknowledge it and move on. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, so so um, I'll probably get a little bit deep here because uh, I, I think you, know, you said something really awesome there. You talked about the, the wins and the losses. So so tell me about a win that you were you're particularly proud of. You know, something that that took a lot of effort or uh, you know really pushed you outside your comfort zone. The podcast, really. Um, the first year, I released something. I released an episode every single week, and maybe even sometime two or three per week. And it's because it's mine. I can release episodes as I as I want to. So, um, but I reached with the podcast. I reached. Uh, it was about fourteen thousand in numbers and downloads and stuff within the first year and on the on the specs you can see like where where you're 
demographic is and who your demographic is. And I hit that demographic that I wanted to. I got people from all over the United States. I got a couple overseas. I got, uh, and my main demographic was males between the ages of like 18 to maybe 40. Yeah. And, And I hit that. And then also while hitting that, I've helped other people not only launch, but also produce some of their, uh, their shows and their content and kind of coach them along too. And it was scary. It was nervous. Cause like I said, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. It's kind of like you have, a, you're on an airplane and you're like, Oh, I want to fly by myself, but I don't have any of the things. I'm just going to take these scraps that I found and try and build an airplane myself. So as I'm, yeah. as I'm falling, I'm learning, I'm putting this thing together. Other people are acknowledging it. That's a lot of the talents and the personality. And, and I think that's, that was a big win for me because I actually felt like I was having fun, but then also I felt yeah. like I was, was, I had a purpose. Yeah. So, and I got to, and people were recognizing the skills and, and then I had people also Hey, when are you going to make music again? When are you going to do that again? Just hearing that kind of feedback and those questions really made me feel good and as, as, as a big win for me. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that, that's awesome. It, it, it takes a lot of courage to step out to do something like that. Like you said, as, as you're falling, to pull those scraps together. Um, but you didn't quit. And, and you've got something amazing now that people are, are listening to and, and getting value from on a regular basis. That, that, that's awesome. And part so there's some, I've got some guests that I never met before. I never had talked to even on the phone. It was just strictly through email and just lining up the date. And then that, that was the first time I had, we had talked as close to face to face as we could over a screen. So that, that was even a huge win. Like I said, I was, I, I had a couple guests who were overseas. There was one guy, uh, where was he at? He was, he was in the Middle East somewhere and the internet connection was terrible. And, but it was just this, such a great experience and such a great conversation with, with this dude. And then got a couple other dudes over in like Australia who I'd talked to and just the, culture barrier and the, some of the language barriers too, it definitely kind of, it scared me, but it was, it was definitely, it was, I, I got to travel the world from my laptop. Yeah. So yeah. it is awesome. So, so do you have uh, any of your, your podcast that, uh, that is a favorite for you? That it's like, man, if, if you go back and you listen, like that's one that you want to go back and listen to. With any of my uh, with any of my friends, um, the Hulks, those are my favorites. Chris Eternio, um, Tyler Matthews, yeah, Tyler Matthews, and Reggie Shaw, and then any of the ones where it's me and my uh, my friend uh, Anthony, Anthony Johnson, mm-hmm. and shout out to him in uh, Anthony's Godly Guidance podcast, um, and. Do you want a really good podcast or really good videos? Go check him out on Facebook and um, go go show him some love. But yeah, any of the, any of those 
episodes with those guys are my absolute favorite because it was just kind of like we got into some deep conversations, but we also had fun. Yeah. So it's a good friendship there. Yes, yes. And yeah, the, the, the Hulks, they're um I actually met them in a dad's group that I that I'm that I associated with and um we went to Vegas and we I, my dude in New York is Reggie. I got a dude uh dude in uh where is he? Uh Oregon and then California. And we got another guy, he doesn't he doesn't come out much, he's up in Canada. But yeah, we're we're a tight network of of guys, different backgrounds, different uh, personalities, different uh, religions, all that stuff. But we come together. It's like, all right, it's kind of like the Furious Five, man. It's just like, all right, we're we're here. We're holding each other accountable. Then we both we we we're serious, but we also have a blast when we talk to each other too. So, shout out to them. Yeah. So, so uh, I think it's, it's it's an interesting question and, and totally pertinent. With so many differences, I think a lot of times people tend to focus on the differences as opposed to coming together when you have a different background, a different religion, or a different whatever. What what, what do you think is is a joining factor like a glue uh, for that relationship or those relationships there? Well, I think with with them, I think it was. The glue, the glue in the beginning was just we were we're all fathers and we just wanted to be better. We just wanted to be better for ourselves, be better for our families, be better for our communities, um, and just kind of the iron sharpens iron. Hey, because uh, Reggie and I and Chris were huge hip hop and music fans. But then the other guys, yeah. they're also music fans, but they they see things a little bit different. And then me, I'm a big tall white guy. And then I, Reggie, um, he's he comes from a family of immigrants from the Middle East. And then Chris, he's Asian. And then you got the Canadian. And then you got the the the, the white guy that looks like Teen Wolf. Over and so just just the different and when and when we do disagree, there's no arguments, there's no fighting. It's we 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 try and understand each. We have that mutual respect for each other. And mm. if I say something that he doesn't like or they don't like, we can all talk about it and learn from each other instead of just sitting there being like, oh. What a loser! He thinks this, and I rewrite. No, we can we can see the, the beauty within those disagreements because, and that's just like my my dude Anthony Johnson, uh, and we even talk about it on a couple of the episodes too. Is yeah, we may not always agree, but we have the mutual respect, and we can we 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 can learn from those differences, learn from those challenges instead of being like. That's stupid, bro. Or one of one of the biggest jokes is uh, with us is because uh, we have a song called Stereotypes, Anthony and I, and we discuss we discuss race on there. And white guys, they say we can't dance. Um, they say that we love mayonnaise. I don't like mayonnaise, but I love to dance. 
Um, I go to Walmart with knee-high socks on. I dance like Carlton. Um, and we just have fun with it. But then at the end of the song, we get into more of a we get into more of a serious note. And I asked the question, why can't we live like the Titans, remember? Like the movie? And then uh, I forgot that next line. It goes... Instead, we live like American History X. Mm-hmm. And yeah. is it right for our children to pick up that check? So, yeah, we, we can have fun. We can, we can joke around and kind of point out our own um, stereotypes or insecurities and all that. But at the end of the day, we also have to acknowledge, yes, those are part of the stereotype of us but we can also share and learn from other people with their stereotypes. So, cause he's got one, yeah. he's got one song. It's like something about cooking with bacon grease and he goes, Ugh. and that's, it was fun. But then also in his second verse where, where he gets serious, he talks about black men being, um, being stuck in that stereotype or stigma of being a deadbeat dad. And he's far from that. He's got a great family, um, beautiful daughter that he that's biologically his that he's t- taken care of. Um, and she's nineteen now. She, she's older now, but just watching him and asking him how he he did it and learning from him um, and stepping outside my own my own. Uh, culture and because I, I and I mentioned this on a uh, on a podcast too with him is I only knew one one black person uh, and sweet old lady um, but then once once I got older I didn't I didn't I didn't see a lot of a lot of, a lot of black people around so I was like oh my gosh there's, there's more than just one. And it's not just as seen on TV, like the family matters and stuff. It's the real people. And I had just a great eye opening and like, Oh my God, I I want, I want to learn more about other people that don't look like me, like, like a bunch of Asian friends and different cultures that, that I, that I became friends with over the years and it's funny because my wife and I, we were talking about this, that we hang out with more people outside of our own skin color than we do our own skin color. Yeah. So just, I, I, I just love the diversity. And I, just, I think that's why I like our church that we go to is just a diverse group of individuals who want to come together for one cause and just be be better with Christ, man. That's awesome. I hope that answered your question. <laughs> no, it, it did. And, and I heard um, one consistent theme through that that I thought was really interesting is that diversity is dangerous or, or scary to people because of insecurity. But diversity becomes a great thing when you have common respect and, and common vision. Yes. You, you guys are all moving the same direction, doing the same thing. 
you respect one another, the insecurity is gone, and now you have a great relationship. And yeah, just putting the just putting the love in there too, man. Because um, if yeah, if you don't have that that love and that patience for the understanding of that other person, then stuff can just start unraveling, and it's not, it's not pretty. So yeah, yeah. So so I, I want to drill a little bit more into that uh, that that whole idea of vision of legacy, because um, that that's one of the things that that most interested me about you is we were you know sitting there chatting in a, in a marketplace. Um, is, is that you were talking about living life on purpose. And, uh, and, and one of my favorite quotes is, is that you can either, and I'll, I'll butcher it, so I'm just going to paraphrase, um, but you can either um, wait till you're dead and let somebody say your eulogy, or you can write your eulogy with uh, conscious choices every day and choose the person that you want them to see you as. And, uh, you know, as we were having that conversation, it really sounded like, you're the kind of person who is choosing the kind of legacy you want to leave. And you talked a lot about um, dads, a lot about family. Tell me a little bit about that. What is, what is your legacy or what is the eulogy that you want to leave? That, that quick uh, side note real quick. That also reminds me of uh, an episode that I did with Dan Zanner. Um, yeah. I think you two would get along like great, but uh and and he reads a, he reads an obituary um, that he did for himself. He did an exercise, and it was it was very powerful. And that's c- kind of what it reminds me of. Um, man, I I just want people to know that hey, you you can go out, you can you can do great things. You don't have to have a lot of the mindset or the personality that your, your, your parents had or the world has, you can venture out on your own be courageous and go first. Um, and yeah, uh, I just want people to know that you, you're a leader, no matter really what you do, it can be positive or it can be negative. You can be scared. And that reminds me of, uh, Leonardo, of the Ninja Turtles, he, he was scared, but he, he stepped up and took initiative to be that leader. And I might go, I might go through that, through the personalities of the uh, Ninja Turtles on you. Um, so. Uh, no, it's, it's awesome. I love it. So yeah, like with, with Leo, he, yeah, he had that. And then Mikey, Another aspect of me that I that I want to show is that that, that fun, that personality, that joy, that creativeness, that the, the pizza loving. You're talking about uh, strength that comes from fluidity, strength that comes from listening, and understanding, rather than strength that comes from rigidity and being set in your ways. So, so you're saying you can be strong and, and capable and confident in yourself, but you can also be willing to listen to to accept to to work with others. Yeah, because like yeah, when when ice when it freezes, it get becomes hard, and you can hurt somebody with it. But then also, if you're ice and you fall and you get too hard, cold hearted, or too much, you're fragile. And then also the yeah. also the sun come over, get a little bit of heat. Yep, you're gonna start melting. You're gonna so. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a great analogy. I, I, I'm totally stealing that. I hope that's okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, 
So you talked about, uh, you know, the, the, the people around you. You mentioned a couple of times uh, uh, so far, iron sharpens iron. Um, tell me a little bit about the, the people that are, are those huge influencers in your life, the, the people that are sharpening you, you're sharpening them, um, you know, that whether that's mentors or people that you're running alongside. Yeah, uh, one guy in particular, man, is uh, Anthony again. Um, he's mentor, my friend, my brother, um, and then also uh, my pastor too. Um, those those two have really helped, kind of sh- shape me a little bit more as a family man, as a musician, mm-hmm. and just. Um, and then I get my work ethic. From my dad and there's there's been a couple other people who've come in and out uh through the seasons of life but those are my main three who i would who i would say who kind of are staples in my life of who helped for me or who helped for me the way i am today yeah, yeah. That's that's great. And, and we, we all hear when we're younger, you know, be careful who you hang out with. Um, and I think a lot of times that gets lost as we get older. We feel like suddenly that, that no longer applies. Um, you know, but it sounds like you're, you're pretty specific, you know, who you're spending time with, um, how you're spending time with, that, that common vision, that common respect. Um, you know, what would you encourage to people who are looking to be careful with their association? How would you encourage them to, to you know, have, have criteria or identify um, positive association versus uh, maybe not a positive association? Just look what you want, look what you really want for your life and what, what you want for your family. And because there's some people, I really didn't let them in the door or in the circle. I actually had to push them out. And some of these people were family members, too. I was like, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you come in and and if and it wasn't like we just were like, oh yeah, I'm not never gonna talk to you again. I didn't disown you or anything, but I I limited the time that we spent together and the time you spent with my daughter and my family. Um, Just kind of learning your what you want and your core values and just. And even sometimes you can't communicate that with them and let them understand where you want to go. Sometimes you have to play ghost and be like, and on the surface level, look like that jerk, look like that a-hole. But when it comes time to, when, when, when you, your paths cross again, you're, you guys are either going to link up and they're going to be like, okay, I want, I want on that bus that you're on or you guys are going to depart from that bus station. So, yeah. Cause, uh, cause I've had countless people like we were best friends. We were, we were partying. We were, we were making music. We were doing stuff. And then there was that disconnect and then we came back together and it was like, okay, well you think like this now and you want to do this, this, and this but I'm over here. I hear you and what you and see what you're doing. 
I'm not about that right now. That's not my, I, I don't like coffee, so I'm not going to go go party at Starbucks with you. I want to go to the smoothie bar down the street and, and have that. So I speak in a lot of analogies and stuff. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, just, just know what you want, man. And sometimes you forget, yeah. sometimes you even forget what you want. And then like a dog, you return to vomit and a lot of the old ways and a lot of the old mindsets that you know. And I actually f- found myself doing that this past year, year and a half. I actually went back to a couple places where I wanted to get out of, but I somehow slipped back into those those habits. So yeah. I definitely have to be intentional with yourself and the, the relationships around you. And see yeah. the and see the bigger so, picture so too. So, how do you create that intentionality to keep yourself uh, from falling into some of those traps? I mean, knowing what what it looked like to go back, uh, what do you would be doing now? Uh, sort of daily habits to help you stay on track of where you're going. Well, I'm a visual person, um, so I love looking at uh, I love looking at pictures, and, I, and then also I love going back and reading old lyrics and just kind of reminding myself where I was and then also just moving forward and talking with, 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 with cool people like you who, who are like-minded and where I want to go and who, who I can help. And also they can help me um, move forward. Mm-hmm. Even, even if it is just a Saturday morning on in April, uh, interviewing me for my own podcast uh and, and and if we disconnect from here i'd be sad but i and i and because if because if you were like hey man i don't want to talk to you anymore i'd be like all right well that's that's all on you but <laughs> i i i have a feeling that we're both going to be intentional with this relationship so if if we so yeah if we don't keep that that intentionality and keep keep up the keep the wheel spinning on the friendship, I guess, um, keep, keep it oiled and keep it moving. Then yeah, we're just going to be like, well, this is it. Kind of like, uh, Forrest Gump. He's like, well, I'm tired now. I guess I'll go home. And then for, that, and then, then it ends right there at the road and everybody's like, uh, where's this guy at? So just, just <laughs> like Dory, keep swimming, keep going forward. Yeah. No, that's great. So uh, you, you've talked about a lot of really positive, you know, relationships that are in your life. And they sound like relationships mostly that you developed uh, as life has gone on. You know, outside of maybe your dad, I assume you've known him for a few years. Um, but, but with those relationships, like one thing that I've heard a lot of people say is, "Well, I don't know where to, I don't know, you know, where to find like-minded people." So. so how have you developed some of those relationships, some of your closest uh, friends? Just finding that common ground, uh, like music, uh, being a dad, and I was I I had always been shy when I was when I was a kid, and I was felt real secluded, being the only boy, so I didn't really know how to talk to other boys. Other, other other males so 
I had to just build that up and just, hey, dude, did, uh, what what about that? What about that video game? What about that uh, that, that Ninja Turtle? Or what about this? This I just finding that common ground and asking the questions and and then listening. And then I kind of pivoted where I was like, okay, well, I got enough confidence. And then I kind of got little. And I, I found this in high school. I got real big headed, and my ego was like like a freaking clown afro just you could see it coming from a mile away and i had a couple times in my life where it kind of went up and down like that and the last time that really got me was right before my daughter was born i had like this respiratory thing going on and i had to shut up for about three months I couldn't really talk. So it forced me to listen. And then once that happened, I kind of got into a little bit of depression. And then I started studying like other people and just how they're, they do like their, their, their everyday work, their everyday conversations and realize, Hey, I don't have to be that big headed guy, loud and obnoxious, I can sit back. I can pretty much just let you let you talk and ask the questions. That's why I think we get along so well, is because you do ask the questions. You hit those those buttons in me that'll that'll keep me talking for hours, man. And people want to talk. Not a lot of people want to just sit there and and, and learn about you and dig in so i think since i do like to talk that's one reason why i started the podcast too is yes i like to talk but i wanted to give the platform for somebody else to share their story to to let other people know hey we're all on this this together so just building those relationships and being compassionate and seeing Seeing something from a different perspective, too, I think definitely builds the relationships up, too. So, and yeah. just and just being being alone when I was was I was a kid because my sister she's about six or seven years older than me, so we really never we, we didn't see eye to eye. We still don't, but yeah. So I was I was pretty pretty big loner, but just craving those relationships too. So. Yeah, uh, it totally makes sense. So, um, I mean, I think that's that's a great point there. Um, pe- people like to be heard, and if you give people the space to be heard, it, it makes it easier to develop those relationships. That's that's a huge takeaway. Well, yeah, because yeah, if you go you go to a party and you're the loudest guy in the room and you're talking to people and and sharing all about you, sharing your story, blah, blah, blah. but then you're the one who sits there and ask those questions and oh yeah 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 i'm and you're generally interested who's who's the one that you're more likely to talk to next time or you're gonna say hey you know what i like that guy he was he was a good guy even though you said maybe five words yeah so yeah it's the guy that listened hang on real quick i gotta go use the restroom i'm gonna pause this real quick 
Yeah, I wasn't sure if my daughter was going to make some noise when I went and used the restroom real quick. So, I actually don't. I actually don't think they're. I don't think they're here, man. I think they went to go do the a safe social distancing with a pastor's wife. So over at Starbucks, I think they're just meeting up in the parking lot. And I feel bad for my little girl, man. Cause she she just hanging out at the house all day and. That's pretty much all she's known for like the last month is just inside. And then every once in a while we'll yeah. go we'll go pick up groceries or maybe run over to McDonald's for a happy meal just so she can get out. So Yeah. No, it, I get it. It's it's been strange. It really has. It's it's nice to get out to take a walk, to get a little sun. And now I'm not I'm not even uh, you know kind of person who's out all the time but uh but man i, I miss going to the grocery store you know <laughs> yeah that's one thing i don't miss i don't miss going to grocery store and i don't miss going to target <laughs> oh yeah especially with my wife my wife loves going to target but i i i, I like going in getting what i need and getting out it's funny yeah. but my daughter and i we both really love going to the gas station oh yeah yeah, going going to the gas station and maybe getting a, a snack or a drink, and then just seeing what kind of fun little stuff they have on the, the little side aisle. So yeah, when I was in college, that was my lunch pretty much every day. So so during my senior year, I took I don't know, it was stupid, like twenty quarter credits or something like that. Um, so I was basically pulling one all nighter every week just to keep up with the homework that I had. And uh, so I, I didn't really have a social life. I go to class, uh, and then you know, on Thursday night throughout the afternoon, if I was in classes, I was in library studying, prepping. And so my lunch every day during my senior year was uh, I'd walk over to the gas station, I get those little rich peanut butter crackers and a cup of coffee, I'd walk back to the the library, and keep doing whatever I was doing. That was that was so. So I, I I have a soft spot in my heart for those gross little Ritz crackers. Oh, oh they're so good though, man. I'm, I'm no no uh, no judgment here, bro. <laughs> so so that's awesome. Well, I, I um yeah, I just have a few more couple more questions. I think um I, this has been fun getting to know you. Um, I hope it's, like it's been going well. Yeah, I'm, there was a there was a point where I didn't realize that it, uh, the recording the recording kind of cut out, so we we okay. missed we missed probably about five minutes of of content. But other than that, dude, this is this has been a blast. So and thank you again for sure. for agreeing to come and hang out and on the on the screen, of course. Uh, and then just ask ask the good questions, man. And I'd like to actually sit down with you one day and get to get to know you a lot more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'd be, it'd be awesome. And you don't have you don't have to be a dad to be on the show. So love to have you come back as a guest that I'm going to interview because I've I've had uh, two two women on the show, and then I've had a couple guys who were not fathers. So yeah. Well, that's all. I, I absolutely be honored. Thank you. That, that's awesome. So, 
Awesome, man. So what, 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 what you got question wise? All right. So, uh, you mentioned earlier on that, uh, that, that with Eminem, you kind of looked at him, you saw somebody who was doing what you wanted to do. And, and you said, you know, he, he's, a, he's a white guy like me. He's, you know, whatever. He, he looks like me. He sounds like I could do what he does. Um, and, and I think a lot of people, you know, look at who had created success and, and they tend to think of like all the reasons why they can't, right? They tend to think of, um, well, they, they came from a different background. They were in a different neighborhood. They, you know, whatever the reason was, but you really lacked just some somebody who was doing what you wanted to do. So, you know, I guess, uh, you know, what would be your encouragement from that perspective, or your thought process from that perspective um, for grabbing on to to a role model or somebody who had accomplished just looking for the excuses, looking for the reasons that it doesn't work? I got to give us. I got to give a shout out to my, uh, my, my, uh, friend, uh, John Bauer, because every time I hear a question like that, I can hear and I can see his big old smile and that big old beard that he has with his, with his goofy bubbly laugh saying, why not me? Why not me? And as you were asking that question, there's about three, at least three times in my life that I can think right off top where it was kind of like, you know, yeah, why not me? Why can't I do it? And yes, I had the list of excuses and whatnot, why I, I couldn't. But then I also, I had the list of the accomplishments that I have done before of counterbalancing and even tipping over why I couldn't do it. And it's like, Hey, why not me? Yeah. So looking, looking for the reasons, looking for the positive. Yes. Yes. Cause when, when I seen a lot of dudes around here making music and I seen a lot of, a lot of, a lot of guys doing what, the, what they wanted to do. I'm like, you know, I could do this. Let's, let's do it. Making podcasts. I'm, I'm seeing guys out there making killer podcasts. And then I thinking to myself, what, why, why can't I do this? I have yeah. a couple little recording devices. Um, it's not going to be the greatest sound quality. It might sound pretty choppy or it might sound pretty grimy, but the content's going to be there. Something's going to be there that catches people. God's given me a story. God's given me a talent. God's given me lack. Yeah, I'm at lack of resources right now. God didn't give me lack of resources, but he's given me the talent to take the lack of resources and build something beautiful. And every time I see I'm in a situation like that, where I see somebody, they have the fancy microphone or they have the fancy setup, the fancy equipment. No, dude, Jesus, Jesus didn't have the the fanciest power tools, but he still built a table like a mug, dude. He, he put it down when he, with his carpentry. So why not me? And also my work where I'm at, that's a job. What I'm doing right now, it's a type of work, but my business is sharing how, 
how I'm growing and how I can do stuff. And I had had the courage to keep going forward. And I want to continue being a pioneer in certain avenues of life so that so others can see me and be like, hey, you know what? Why not me? Yeah. I, I think that's incredibly powerful. I mean, if you're just willing to, to step out, take that one step. And it's just like, you know, I, you were saying that I thought of, thought of Peter, you know, and uh, Jesus is walking across the water and he says, you know, call, call me out to you. you know, why not me? You're doing it. Why, why can't I do it? You tell me I could, it takes one step, you know, and, and you know, sometimes we fail at it. Um, but uh, but he was willing to take that step, and he's got an experience that nobody else had because he was willing to say, "Why not me?" So I I think that's that that is so cool, and I, I appreciate you sharing that. And yeah, he he did take that faith, and he did get scared, and he failed, but he he learned from that because wasn't he one of the yeah. closer disciples to Jesus? Yeah. His trust was a little bit more closer and tr- and and he he was more apt to 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 do what Jesus said a little bit more than the the rest. So he yeah. he took that as a learning experience. I I believe at least. So so let me ask you based on that and has your relationship with God affected your willingness to step out? Yes. Uh, it has. Um, like I said earlier, I still feel like that little boy in middle school and high school, the skinny, scrawny, stuttering, silly goofball. But God's like, dude, you're, you're, you're mine. You're, you're a child of God. You're, 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 you're man. And I'm, I will, I will carry you if, if and when you decide to stay focused on me, I can take you through the desert. I can take you through the, the, the ocean. I will provide a way. And yes, there are going to be some people who don't like what you say or will ridicule you or whatever, but then know that I am God and also there's people out there just like you who are feeling the exact same way. And if you focus on me, the confidence will be there to make the courage will be there, I should say. And you'll be able to show that to other people. And then they'll be able to do great things as well. Yeah. So, so it sounds like you're saying that a lot of your identity has come from your, your relationship with God. Would, would you say that's accurate? Yes, yes. Uh, there's, there's definitely been some things that if God wasn't there uh, would be a lot different. Um, yeah. Like definitely, I'd be, I'd be loud. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be frightful. I'd be posting some wild stuff on. On, on social media, um, I definitely watch how I not only represent myself, but try and represent God in the, the church and Jesus. And yeah, I, I make mistakes 
and that's where the grace part comes from. But I definitely, he's one of the God's number one at my, uh, uh, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Uh, kind of my round table. He's, he's like, I, it, it goes, it goes through, it goes through a couple people, but it goes through God. And if, if, I put something up because I've, I actually did this this past week. I posted something and I was like, Oh yeah, this is hilarious. This is funny. But then I looked at it and I felt like God was like, no dude, that's, that's not that funny. Uh, you can leave it up if you want, giving you that free will, but yeah, man. Um, I, I would take that down. So went ahead. Some can call it a conscience. Some can say you 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 feel some kind of way, but I believe that was God kind of like, hey, yeah, you 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 probably shouldn't do that. And just like just like the Freestyle Friday that I put on Facebook, um, I ran it through a couple people, and I think that's definitely contributed to a lot of the the success that I've had in my life is running it through God, Jesus, my wife, my, my, my really close friends and mentors. And that's helped move forward. So I would definitely advise people to get that relationship. If you're not religious, then find the next closest person who, or if you don't go to church, find that next closest person who you really respect and value their opinion but for me yeah it goes god jesus my 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 wife and then my friends so that's awesome so so it it sounds like uh you know from what you're saying that um you know i I think there's there's certainly a a perception you know right wrong or different just is where uh chris bandy's message like uh rules and expectations and um, you know, do's and don'ts. Uh, but it sounds like you, you're talking about a lot more like, uh, you know, you're, you're really connected uh, with, with who Jesus is and really, you know, just kind of conversing, running ideas by him, you know, putting him at your round table like you were talking about and, uh, you know, hearing about his opinion more than a, a do and a don't. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Because... Yeah. Yeah, like I, like I said, even this just this past week with that post, it was like I posted it. It was up there for about thirty minutes, and I'm like, "Was that really a good idea?" Uh, I don't think so. So, and it's one, it's not glorifying God. Two, it's making me look really, really, really silly. Three, I I just it's wasn't my style, and I and it's it's kind of like when you when you clean out like your closet or your car and you find that that stuff that let, let's let's say like you're cleaning out that seat you're that uh that your car you find that cd and you're like do i really do i really like this cd do i really uh it's probably not the best for me it's probably uh, uh or it's not bringing value to anybody but then part of you is like yeah i do want to keep it because it, it it reminds me of this time, this time, this time. But at this time in your life, you can probably put that CD away. Maybe pull it out later. It's kind of, or or it's even like uh, 
like snack cakes. It's like, is this, yeah. sna- is this snack cake really good for me right now? Is it good for my stomach, my, my body? Or should I go over here and get the salad? Yeah. No, it's, it's a great analogy. I love it. So, so uh, well, the, the last question I wanted to ask, and, and I thought this would be kind of fun, uh, just give it your our artistic background um, and, and the value that you place on, uh, you know, just just looking at, at the future, where you're going, what you're accomplishing, uh, your values, um, you talked about a bit. Um, but if, if you were to make a rap album about your life, what would you title that rap album? Remix the dad from stutter to butter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, that's the first thing that came to mind, but um, uh, that's a great question. I, I was waiting for a question like that to come up. So the, the rap album would be like kind of a testimony album for my life. Mm-hmm. I'd probably have to play, do a play on words, be like, uh, be like Ryan G to remix rewind. I like it. So I'm gonna be looking for that album to come out, okay? <laughs> uh maybe July twenty twenty nine, okay? Look be on the lookout. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I, I really appreciated uh, getting to go through some of these questions, get to know you. Uh, right, and it's been absolutely stinking up. Uh, and, and I'm excited for what you're doing, for podcast, where you've come from, and it just shows the trajectory that you're on, how far you're going. Uh, it's going to be stinking awesome, man. Dude, and thank you so much for coming on and like doing this and kind of grilling me a little bit. Grilling kind of I sound, sounds a little harsh, but just coming on and chatting and asking asking questions, man. Thank you so much. Um, Man, I hope you have a wonderful day and you guys, please let me know what you think of this episode. Uh, Definitely feedback's great. Go to iTunes, uh, leave a review, remix the dad and yeah, hit me up. If you guys just ever want to get on and, chat just just like my dude uh jonathan keller man and thank you again uh i'm remix the dad i want to say peace out mr uh what wait wait one more one more thing what was your rap name did you think of one i i i thought of an, uh, a rap name i don't know if it's a good one or not but it's my rap name so it is what it is jp chill say that one more time jp chill jp chill I like that. I like that a lot, man. So we're going to have JP Chill on an episode real soon. And we're, we're, we're just going to get this thing rolling, man. Keep moving forward, just like we were saying. All right, I'm Remix the Dad. I'm out. Peace. Peace.